0: likely, and and they can actually put nanoparticulate matter in the fuel. That's something we don't even at our level have the capacity to test, right? That could be happening. But whether you see those chemtrails or not, you're being sprayed no matter. You're having jet fuel spraying over you and it could be nanoparticulate matter and we don't know. So... It's kind of sad because it's not just the days that you see the the long streaks. It looks like chemtrails that you're being sprayed every single day because we have so much jet, jet travel now, so much jet travel. Then in 2022, Hunga Tonga, a volcano blasted through from the, um, what is it? The uh, troposphere, which is where most of the commercial aircraft are, into the stratosphere, which is unheard of. And it put a ton of moisture into the stratosphere in the southern hemisphere well that was in 2022 well that moisture is now traveling into the northern hemisphere so we have much more chemtrail looking skies than ever before because there's so much moisture content now what jim lee has uncovered is where the real geoengineering is happening and this is from david keith who is basically saying yeah we're going to go out there and we're going to spray with all this aluminum and blah 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 it's going to be
1: on the backs of your grandchildren but oh well There are so many supplements out there, it's confusing what's best for optimizing your health. Beyond getting your basic nutrition, if there's one vital ingredient for optimal health, it's carbon 60. Why? Because carbon 60 is the world's most effective supplement at reducing inflammation and increasing longevity. Inflammation is a major contributing factor of almost all disease, including Alzheimer's, asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, and COVID vaccine injury. If you are serious about your health, try Carbon 60. Be careful though, not all Carbon 60 supplements are equal. I recommend Carbon 60 by Live Longer Labs, the scientists who first brought you Carbon 60 that was suitable for human consumption. They were also first to bring you Carbon 60 in pill form, first to incorporate black seed oil and curcumin and first to incorporate frequency technology that gives you full spectrum health. You can be confident that you will be buying the absolute best. Buy or learn more with the link below or go to sarahwessel.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Renette Zenem coming to the program. I have become, a, we've become friends over this last few years. I have, I was so impressed with how she handled COVID. She was a mayor in Nevada, California, and she was the only one that stood up against the mandates. And man, did she get the wrath of that. And, but I watched her in action and I saw, like we were talking before this about how actions is what matters, not words. And I saw her actions and I came to really respect what she was doing. And so I started talking to her and understanding she ran for governor as an independent in California. And of course, you know, it's really hard that way, but she has a lot of support and a lot of people that understand who she is and follow her and also have, has gained her respect. And she's really been working a lot with the chemtrails and has this whole organization. I really hope you stay and listen to this whole, it's a long one. So I hope you listen to this whole show where she talks about what she's doing with chemtrails. They have this whole thing, this movement started of educating people and all these scientists and legal experts. And they, hopefully you'll stay and listen to her talk about it. And for those of you who are, who are really care about the environment, but not, but clearly understand that what is being said about environmental, you know, the social, the climate issues coming from Davos crowd and those people, that that stuff is all BS, total BS. Carbon credits, um, lowering carbon, which is, uh, I think they're talking about getting rid of us. That's all BS, but if you care about the environment, these guys are really doing things that are meaningful and trying to get to the solutions that matter and ignoring all that crap, looking at things from the local, giving people power back at the local level levels. It's really good stuff. It's really good stuff. But before we got into that, we talked about Davos. She's been, when we talk about kind of our experiences and where we how we've grown mentally, I think a lot of you can connect with that because you've all been going through the same crap and then we talk about davos she was really really following davos over the last week and how 180 degree opposite of what they say is what they do and so we talk a little bit about that and then there's some new legislation going through to defund davos she has a substack article where she writes all about that we didn't talk too much about that that in the interview but i welcome you to go to her substack and uh read that about the legislation going through to defund davos I don't know how much teeth that has, but at least somebody, some of the politicians are out there realizing that these people are a flipping problem and we need to get them off our necks. And this is, this is the corrupt crowd, people. These are the people with the most money in the world and they are the most corrupt people in the world. Their language and their messaging sounds so good. They're so good at it, but it's always 180 degree opposite of what they mean. And so we talk about that. She's also speaking on February 7th through the 9th at the uh, Consciousness Expo at the Hilton in L.A. This show airs on the radio in L.A. and San Bernardino three days a week. So there are going to be people out there listening to this uh, who can go watch her and listen to her presentation. It's going to be about chemtrails and how you can get involved and help push that agenda back Good stuff all around. She's also helped me in getting connected to some other people that we're working on. Our project of adding people as whistleblowers to the Supreme Court case is moving forward faster than I even imagined. There are people uh, in the the groups coming together, whole groups of people starting to create alliances and working together. We had a lot of volunteers come together and we're needing to kind of wait, nurse that along a little bit while we get these alliances together because I think with their resources and some of their procedures they already have in place, it'll really accelerate what we're doing. So we are working like dogs. So if you have volunteered or wanna volunteer and we seem to be in kind of a holding pattern, it's we're not, we are working our butt off to get these alliances together and to talk to people it's all really good it's it's like we hit a major nerve with this because uh, i'm added for people have don't know i mean i've been added to the supreme court case of missouri versus biden as a whistleblower and a person of interest and we're looking to add more people and we really hit a nerve because so many people realize that the, they're attacking one of their major tentacles is attacking freedom of speech and how we have to push back this whole COVID nonsense, so many of the things that we're seeing, all these wars, people aren't getting the information and it's because they're censoring and pushing out this narrative. And I'm sorry, but censoring uh, solutions to not die. At a certain point, these censors have so much blood on their hand. Google, Google has so much, YouTube has so much blood on their hands because they are censoring real solutions that'll keep people alive. We need to fight back on that. And so before I get into that, I got to make my plug on one of the products that I sell. I'm going to talk about the Freedom Buying Club because it is all products that are made in the United States. It's all benefiting people who are involved in the Freedom Buying Club. All the products are clean. You don't have to worry about it. If you buy something from the Costco or Sam's Club, these things... You don't know what's in those products, right? You don't know. But if you're buying things from the Freedom Buying Club, all the cleaning supplies are clean. You can wash your clothes, your laundry. You're not gonna be having chemicals in your clothes it's such good. Plus they have the meat too. If you belong to the Freedom Buying Club, you can also buy the meat. And the meat is age 21 days. They're pasture raised, no hormones, no antibiotics, no stress. They're raised with their moms. And so you're going to get clean really 20 age 21 days. So it's clean, really good tasting stuff. So look into that freedombuyingclub.com. Okay, let's get into this really long conversation with Renette Zena. Renette, the great Renette is back to the show. (gasps) Hi, Sarah. (laughs) Hi, how are you? I'm so glad you're back. I follow all your work and I am so impressed with what you do. And I said this before we got online and when you were a mayor in California and you were the only one speaking up against masking and the Mm -hmm. mandates and in the in California, you know, I'm in Minnesota, so I kind of understand. But you were doing that in California, uh, being a hero and courageous that just I am the people who did that because I was also doing that right. And I felt so alone. So when I see other people who yeah. are doing that, I'm just yeah. so yeah, it's like we have a a bond or something because you actually stood up in the face of yeah. darkness, which I yeah. really, really, Well you,
0: you feel like a total too. sister. I mean, I just as soon as we talked the first time I'm like, Oh, I already know her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's great. That's uh, yeah, because so, uh, I think you synergize when you're in yeah. the same like path of, oh my God, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on?
0: Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah. And we were just talking about that. I'm like, you know, we now know people that we did not know one, two, three, four years ago. We're networked. We know who to trust, who not to trust, who's our inner circle, who's on our team, who is not. And, um, who can do what, right? So I, 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 we are so much stronger now, you know? I mean, there's this complete breakdown of society around us, but then we just went, brrr, we reorganized. And now, and we don't call them evildoers, we call them like para- the parasitic class or the stupid doers. But they keep making their plans and, and, and putting them out there, and they are. I mean, just stuff you and I were talking just a moment ago are just exploding around us, and we need to t- talk about this. But the thing is this, is we're organized now we're networking. I mean, like we're abandoning abandoning uh, mainstream media and you know m- and also the whole entire allopathic medical world and and not listening to our leaders and figuring it out for ourselves we weren't there 3 years ago right we're
1: we're, we're something to a long by. way
0: yeah we've come we're... a long way and i'm not saying it's going to be easy cuz we got hard times ahead of us just cuz it's just all this craziness but i'm like um wow what a way to react and i i don't think the Davos group, the WEF, um, and, you know, the UN and the WHO, I don't think they expected this.
1: Well, I, yeah, I don't think they did either. I think they are caught off guard, and we are just growing, and, well, they're kind of stupid for not expecting some of it. I mean, look what they did do, well, us, right? I, well, well, from
0: what we've been learning, and and I'm seeing it, I have other people who are, like, researchers like you who are you know, citizen journalists and kind of do a deep dive, and, and another folks... It looks like this was being planned in early 20, uh, oh, sorry, early 2000s, and, and they were planning on doing a COVID-style bio-warfare. You know, they were planning on doing a subsequent uh, series of vaccinations of really just you know, bio, more bio-warfare in, in the arm, and so they started the medical freedom movement back in 2000. They started it. They got a building. And, and they use it, and they implemented people and place people like in the 2014s, in the 2015s, fighting the stupid bills, you know, in the state level. And so all these people are established, well, I' don't, and so and, I, and I'm not saying you can't trust anybody. I'm just saying we are seeing a pattern. And uh, you know, one of the things we're seeing is now that disease X is here, um, I was talking with Alex Zek yesterday. and we We're talking about how, you know, he's really pushing, like, hey, this train theory versus germ theory. Why is this not a real discussion on the table? Because if train theory is true, which is basically like, you know, if, if you're getting sick and so on, it's because the toxins are building and so on. But we, viruses are not really the thing we think they are at all. And if we have a really good, healthy environment, you know, uh, terrain, internal terrain, you can pretty much fight off anything
1: you and develop your immune system. It's all exactly, about the and yeah,
0: and if that's the case, that destroys not only the big pharma industry, right? If you're not fighting viruses, and it's all about just you know eating well and breathing and exercise and blah blah blah, and it also kills the disease X paradigm too, and we're like, oh no wonder why nobody wants to talk about this, because <laughs> it, it, it it completely undermines disease X and the fear mongering and that narrative and and trying to grab control again.
1: Well, and I think uh, so many of the doctors in the healthcare industry have been so in their paradigm right Mm -hmm. and so it's taking time to break them out of it and to look at different paradigms it's like a new i mean there's just so many new things coming it's not new it's always been there but we're rediscovering or discovering what things truly are like the frequencies right all of that is coming on board you can't talk about any of that on youtube which is just uh, which tells you there's something there which tells you, it becomes more, I did a show just yesterday with Sherry Edwards and we talked about the science behind psychic abilities because she's actually realized that there's a a layer under your skin, um, kind of like when you're chopping up chickens, there's like a that layer under your skin. Yeah, oh yeah. She says that is what, that layer has magnetism and other things going on that allows people to be psychic. And she's been doing a lot of research on it. That one was deleted off YouTube. I had no idea. Oh. No. Yeah,
0: why would that? You know what, that's like Sabrina Wallace, who's really brilliant, a a real character, I love her. And she talks about how our our biofield's been hacked. And when you look at 2007, there was out of the Hebrew University, they were talking about how they have the ability with millimeter wave to turn your skin, your sweat ducts and the the, the sweat in your skin into an antenna that can receive and send information. We are there,
1: we Mm -hmm. are there.
0: Yeah. Another time they can hack your brain, not just like they can read your brain, but they can put thoughts into your brain. Like, well, that's really dangerous. So um, that's all there. And, um, you know, (laughs) when I see stuff like this and read stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, that's why the society has to kind of like crumble a bit. Like, just things need to go like this. And, And that's kind of a scary time, right? A lot of unknowns there because there's so many tentacles around us in every which way, like just so many tentacles that we can't like hack them all away and fight them all off. It's like, they've got to kind of just recede back. And, 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 so, you know, when we talk about maybe the grid going down, we talk about communications going down, we talk about the dollar just completely imploding that would have that effect where some of the, some of the tentacles will actually recede because people aren't going to show up for their job. If a can't get there and B uh, they don't, their, their pay is worthless. So, Sometimes I look at like w- what's like in our favor, I'm like, well, that's kind of scary, but that's one of the things that would actually help us in this weird way. But we it's incumbent on us to actually have everything in place, like have our network of friends, have our food grow, you know, does have a network, you know, have your your people who know how to do herbal medicine and you know, and, and just you know, be able to um, you know, be able to make the leap from the old paradigm to the new paradigm, if that's, I don't know, six days, 60 days, 60 years, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it, it, we are at that point. There's a lot of tentacles around us right now. And still, yeah, I, still yeah. I still I still see hopeful signs though, right? I still okay. things, yeah. I, I watch and see things, where I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, like oh, God, that's great. So I can't say we're doomed at all. I actually don't feel like we're doomed. I feel like, you know, if anything, I think these, we're, tall, we're not calling them evildoers, you know, but stupid doers in the parasitic class. We, you know, they're scrambling. They're scrambling. And they're going to get nastier because they're scrambling and throw everything that's, at us.
1: That's what we're They're going to throw everything at us.
0: That's why we have to be ready. They, they are going to throw everything at us.
1: Well, and they also have a lot of money, right? And money buys a lot of nastiness. <laughs> yeah. so, so we're going to see some of that. We've already <laughs> seen a lot of it, and we're going to see more. We're going to see
0: for sure. So that's where we've got it. And again, part of what people say, well, what can you do? I say, well, the first thing is, is that if they're going to go out there and destroy the system that we're dependent upon, it's really... Really up to you and all of us as much as possible to not be dependent upon the system that's going to try to enslave you. So that means growing your own food, having producing medicine, right? Having your own community, backing up each other. You know, having your skills in line or learning new skills, um, seed saving, canning, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And 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 not being in. And I hate to say this, but really, being in the cities is not a great place. It's just. You're not you gonna have a hard time being in the cities that pits the fan. You just are for a variety of reasons. And not that the rural areas rural rural areas well, I'm still so early in the morning, rural areas aren't going to have some hardships too, but you'll have room to breathe. You know your you know your community better, like who's new, who just walked in, who's a stranger, who to trust. You know that. It's established. That's gonna be very valuable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it will be. It, it it makes me nervous a little bit from where I am. I'm in the Twin Cities, and you know my, I have an agent that works with me. because "Sarah, you got to get out of Minnesota." He says, that, <laughs> "He says Minneapolis is one of Minnesota, the most corrupt. necessarily, but it's, it's, it's the it's Twin, Twin the Cities." Yeah, Twin yeah. Cities. It's Minneapolis it's or just city. It's just yeah, the city. It's The city, yeah. Because outer outer is are great. I mean, they're not. I don't believe that we're. The majority of these people are for this agenda. I think it's more than... No. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's no. not. We have great people here. And I think that the majority of the people, even in my own city, are are, are not for this agenda. I don't think the majority... Of the people- I don't...
0: Yeah. I don't, I
1: don't think most people, they really
0: knew what the agenda you know is, they'd be like, no yeah. way. But most people... I mean, most of the people um, in the cities are just trying to have a career and make a living and save up some money, you know, or find you know their their spouse, whatever. Um, but I don't think most people really support this. They're not even thinking about. It. There are the very very liberal people, which I have a lot in my community, who have fallen for the, the UN agenda, right, the sustainability agenda. And I'm all about sustainability, but the mom and pop version, and because um, I think it's a good thing. They just, I mean, I did too for a little while. Not the United Nations, but. Um it's I did think sense. like the Yeah, it's common sense. So, you know, and that's I think that's actually making a comeback. I think people are really starting to realize that it's important to just start thinking for yourself and doing doing your own research and and not listening to, you know, we've been we've been for twelve years, right, indoctrinated in the indoctrination camps to believe you just don't ask questions, do as you say, check in, check out, clock in, clock out. And um I think people are realizing that was a a real detriment
1: many of you remember dr zelenko the courageous doctor who saved countless lives using hydroxychloroquine during the pandemic dr z not only saved lives in the united states but many countries adopted his protocols and he saved even more lives around the world since those early days him and his team at z developed an entire line of immunity building supplements from z detox to z shield to z night Now, they also have Kids Z-Stack. It's the same as the Adult Z-Stack, but formulated to protect kids from the onslaught they will see this cold and flu season. What many don't know about Dr. Z was his passion to end child trafficking. Before he passed away, he partnered with Mission Safe Harbor, and now a portion of every sale of Kids Z-Stack is donated to help end child trafficking now you can protect your kids while also helping to protect kids everywhere by using the link below or go to sarahwessel.com under shop know you are protecting your entire family while also helping to end child trafficking well we didn't realize that in that process these you like to call them parasitic class, or I call them the bad guys, they got control of everything in that process where we were just kind of sleeping. And now we're like, no, this is not happening. Not on my watch, right? We're not. But that brings me to Davos. You've been covering Davos in detail this year. And then you also Mm -hmm. cover legislation that went through that is mm-hmm. trying to defund Davos. So I would like to talk about that. What, I mean, because these people, when you read their stuff, I'm a member of the Economic Forum email list, right? Because I want right. to see what they're putting out there. And they, everything they write sounds so good, right? It's not what people think it is. It A lot of times it's the opposite of what they're saying is what they're truly trying it's to do.
0: It's totally Orwellian. It's yes. Orwellian. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> You know, yeah, I know. I I I had a thing happening to me. It was very interesting. Um, it was around 2009, 2010. I was in the city council. I was the mayor here in Little Nevada City, California, my hometown. And the Tea Party, you know, you've heard of the Tea Party, right? Yep. We started Tea Party Patriots started here in Nevada City, just a few blocks from me. The Tea par- in a very liberal town. In cafe mecca it was the mecklers mark meckler and his dad stan who i became friends with actually um his dad and we actually came around like this very kind of liberal gay woman and this you know tea party guy and me we, we sat down for breakfast and we're like what are you can what's your biggest worry i asked him he said you know my children my grandchildren's future i'm like i'm worried about your grandchildren's future too and boom we were instant friends but my point is is that in that 2009 2010 era i started seeing the tea party come along and interestingly they targeted me Because they thought I was about the UN sustainability. They didn't realize, no, I'm I'm about the mom and pop sustainability. I'm talking about, you know, local, you know, economic development and a strong organic food network and, you know, all that. And so I started getting targeted by the Tea Party. They come into my meetings that I was holding um, and and they go and they blast out different like narrative on, you know, in the the newspaper. I'm like, God, I'm getting attacked for what? But what I also found, which I thought was fascinating, is in 2005, six, seven, eight, when we were talking about, hey, we need to you know, create really good, strong su- sustainability and so on, I started noticing that every time here on the local mom and pop level language we were using, like the next year or two would be usurped by the United Nations. Oh, sustainability. So, so. We're like, okay, we'll use the word resiliency. We need to be resilient. And the next year they'd be like, we need to be resilient. And it's like, I swear to God, do they have a microphone? No. <laughs> it's like, How do every we... Time we get our language? It's like, yes. it's usurped. Yeah, and so and how people go, mean, oh, you're you're with the United Nations? I'm like, no, I'm not with
1: the United Nations. Yeah, how do we communicate and decipher the difference? They're very good at doing that, and it screws up good good work by taking it and meaning the opposite. And then they convince a lot of people who aren't critical thinkers to follow up. How, how do we...
0: And break- that's where I think education came in and the indoctrination. Well, you and I kind of talked about this a tiny bit before we started recording, which is... Um, not basing your decision on listening to somebody talk. It's all about watching their actions. Like, how do they follow through? What do they actually do? There's a lot of talk out there, and like, but what do they do? And I have a long record of doing. I mean, I it's online. I mean, I've been doing for decades, twenty years of doing in my local town, creating a strong local economy and making it you know robust and and creating a really strong sense of place and and building the strong networks. And I mean, we were tight. Not so much now uh, because of COVID, but Mm -hmm. I got a long track record. And that's why I look for, I'm like, what's your track record? What are you doing? You know, That's and if it's all talk, it's it been has three been. years of talk. I'm like, ah, you're out.
1: <laughs> well, isn't it soul crushing with everything that we cover to not be doing something? I, I was, you know, I've been doing this and like, I can't just do shows and write articles. And even though people are saying you're making such a big difference, you've exposed so many things over the years, wow. you know, from the child, tri- all these things that I was first to expose like, yeah, but it's so soul crushing learning about all this stuff if I'm not doing I have yeah. to do something about it. And so that's yeah. when I put the fork in the ground and said, I'm I, even I have to be able to sleep at night and do something. Mm-hmm. It's just and I think a lot of yeah, people no, are there. No, that's it.
0: And I mean it is a soul crushing. And they said, What what's the, the antidote for uh, depression is action? And and you know, and and I mean, yeah, I if I didn't have that, I would be screwed. And I'm, you know, focusing on geo geoengineering and other stuff and local stuff, but also I, Sarah, I'm making damn sure that I'm laughing a lot and being joyous and uh, reverend, Like friends and I, and we just sit there, we'll just bust up howling, you know, makes the dogs look at us like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, and I'm making sure that I'm laughing and giving, putting out the, the antithesis of the energy that the, du- the the mother wefers or the UN or the WHO want, they want us to be in this angst and in fear and afraid. And when you're just living like, nah, nah. Uh-uh. you can do whatever you want. And I'm still going to laugh. I'm still going to call you out. I'm still going to be in joy. I'm still going to make fun of you because you're all a bunch of losers. And um, I, I think that that's really important. And that's on a spiritual level, actually, because this is not just a physical war. It's a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt it's a spiritual war. We are, this is, you know, good against evil. <laughs> and I have no idea we're ever going to be in a spiritual war like this, um,
1: you mm-hmm. know, and it's like this. Yeah. Is- yeah. Go for it. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, the whole what we're experiencing now, none of us expected, I would think. I uh-huh. mean, if you expected it, uh-huh. then wow, you were really in. <laughs> but uh-huh. I just, this is so different than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were we were we were, you know, again, this little tiny town working towards like an you know, energy disruptions or spikes or um, you know, food interruption supplies. Um at that time I thought uh, I was—I believed in climate change for, you know, I say a good ten years. I started organizations around climate change, like what happens if this or that happens, and um, never did I ever think about like bioterrorism. Essentially, right? You know, in COVID, we now know is bio warfare and mm-hmm. this whole psychological warfare that would send most people marching off to their deaths. You know, it might take a few years, but people are marching to their graves, unbeknownst to many. Yeah, I know. And, but, yeah. Uh, it's no, it's terrible. And so, um, I mean, they didn't even know they were on the front lines. They didn't know they were on. They didn't know they were on the battlefield they didn't know they they got a bullet between the the eyes essentially and they still don't even know it and it's just it's been really painful Um, and this is that is the stuff we try to prevent but um, so anyway so my, my you know my point is is that you know we now know where we are. We now know who to trust. We now um, have seen how they play their game, and I think that we are countering really intelligently. And um, you know, and it's been difficult. And, and you know, as we're talking, we've got some big challenges around us. That I'm very concerned about, but um, you know, we'll make it. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go back, though, right? I'm like, wow, we were really living in lies. I mean, mm-hmm. we were really living in, in a fabricated world, and. Um, and I even, I even overlay that with, you know, I was talking to some friends and, you know, in my, my community, like people don't look at each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, friends that I had, like, we don't talk anymore. And, and, and now when I see them, it's not like, Hey, how are you doing? Because a lot of them are like, get your, you know, get your shot and shut up and, you know, vilifying us. And I'm like, that friendship is over. Not that a new friendship couldn't happen, but it's not going to be the same thing. You're not the people I thought you were. I'm actually no longer the person I was four years ago. I've actually changed. I've actually been tougher. So have I. Before. Yeah, <laughs> You're I a tough. tougher. I mean, people are like, I was tougher before. Oh no, I'm much, much, much tougher now.
1: Well, you went through hell. But, I mean, to be honest, in your what? during COVID, you went through hell during COVID.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was definitely hell. We definitely, my partner and I, we went through hell. A few of us went through hell, and but I have to say that um, I, I do think at some point. And it's not now that it wouldn't be a bad idea on a very local level to do a truth and reconciliation process yeah. because yeah. I am not going to move forward. I'm not moving out of this town. I'm not leaving this town. This is I was raised here in this area. And um I'm not going to go walking around but pretending like all oh, this didn't happen. And there's people who are now kind of coming out like <laughs> and it's just like, what are you what are you doing? Why are you doing that to me? Don't pretend that this didn't happen. That's don't pretend right. you didn't say what you were saying and wish you what you were wishing. And don't pretend we're friends anymore because we're not. And 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 we're going to have a conversation before this, this relationship of any kind goes forward. There's going to be some kind of conversation. And um, so I don't I think a lot of people are like, oh, we're just trying to, you know, under the rug and oh, go back to normal. I didn't really treat you that way. It's like, no, no, no,
1: no, 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 we're not. So There needs to be that because some of the behaviors that we saw were so destructive and so abusive and so authoritarian and that wasn't from the United Nations and the WHO, it was local people being that way and reacting that way and they need to, in order for us to grow and move forward, they do need to reach in and say, hey, I've grown and I'm better and I need to join this movement too.
0: Yeah, and I, and and, because I'm like, this isn't over, right? I mean, they're going to pull the, Mm. you know, um, sheets out from under us. They're going to try to do this kind of stuff. And I want to know that if the shit hits the fan again, that you guys aren't going to all turn on me and everyone else again. Because right now, my trust factor is like really, really low. I don't have a lot of trust. Mm. And sure, I've been hurt and I've been just so disappointed. I mean, you know, we were a community that was highly educated. We knew how to go down and, and create bills, work on bills, fight for bills down in Sacramento. We knew how to save the, the watershed, save the river, save the forest. I mean, we, we were highly activated and, and actually a threat in that way, right? Like a high concentrated group of like ass kickers. And they all folded. Like the organic farmers, like boom, all of you farmers, get your shot. You know, all the alternative practitioners, get your shot. And it was just like, wait, what? what? They're the ones running to the shot. Whereas more of the more the conservative people, we're like, well,
1: let me think about this.
0: And I was like, what the hell's going on? And um, and
1: why? Because, I mean, it's not like conservatives are all that. I mean, we're not like better. And I don't even know if I was kind of in the middle. I don't know if I was ever, because I, I always looked at issues differently. But why? Why was it the conservative people were more likely to think independently?
0: I, I, I actually think I have that answer because, and I saw it, I was like, uh-oh. I mean, I like literally like, uh-oh. And when they were starting to say because when I was the mayor, when COVID hit and Newsom did his statewide mask mandate, I'm like, no, a governor does not have unilateral power to go out there and force a medical device in every single Californian's face, period. Yeah. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And people are like, oh, the mayor is saying the masks don't work. I'm like, I'm not actually debating the masks so they don't work. But my thing is like, no, a governor does not have this authority. That's all I'm talking about. And and, and because of that, you can pick and choose. Well, that, you know, it was like kaboom in my town. And, and and as a person who's been working towards creating a really strong, robust community and caring, I mean, I was volunteering 2,000 hours a year. I was, as mayor and council member, was volunteer. Mm-hmm. I would go out and paint houses mm-hmm. to have the luxury of having a vote at the table and making a big difference. I paint houses. And so, I mean, I took it seriously. And then when I was like, hey, don't you don't have to wear your mask, people were like, you, Renette? We thought you loved us we thought you cared about us. i'm like i do that's why that's i'm making why. this very yeah. decision and i'm getting the phone calls as the mayor people saying hey renette um i was raped as a child and my mouth covered i was raped as a woman, my mouth covered i i have you know heart conditions i have asthma and they're freaking out and my dear friends who are all very liberal-minded were saying well if they you know if, you know if they can't wear the mask and you know they can you know stand on the curb and you know order from the curb and i'm like would you say that to a black person? That's right. Yeah. Would you say oh, that I to had, a gay?
1: I had people because I had anxiety having a mask on, and I, I think think I know why now. But um, because I just rejected everything that was going on. But I had anxiety with it. I was Like, there's something wrong with this. And uh, I, I had someone say, "Well, then just wear the the plastic thing." I like Chilled. just because you can see through the plastic thing doesn't mean you can still breathe through it. <laughs>
0: like, oh, I know. I know. Well, it's like what is that? It was just, it was just. It was all desperate reasoning, and so <clears throat> when they started to say, this is not for you, it's for your neighbors, it's for your grandparents, and that's when people were like, Renette, how can you not do this for the grandparents? How can you not put your mask on for us? I was like, well, first of all, it's bullshit. As <laughs> uh, you know, a house painter of 35 years, I actually got industrial asthma, because I didn't know that, you know, every few hours you need to clean out your mask. And I'm sitting there, you know, spraying and, oh, I'll use that old one better than nothing. It's like, no, I actually would hack at nighttime. Because the masks actually were full, so dirty that I was injuring my lungs. So I'm like, this yeah. is good. <laughs> but. Uh, the, the thing is, is that so it wasn't just the mass. It was just also like, hey, guys, <clears throat> I as the mayor am hearing the, 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 the few voices out there, but there's actually quite a few voices, and I got to speak for the voiceless, but they saw it as such a portrayal, and the reason why the liberals were taken on this ride so quickly is because they, they are for the larger good. They believe in the larger good. That's not a bad thing. I don't think it's that great these days because it can be completely, uh, you know, turned on you, but manipulated, but they believe in the larger good and that's why they bought it. And that's why they're pushing the farmers and this this and that and their patients and stuff because they're like, this is for the larger good. So for me, not to go along with it was a terrible betrayal in their eyes. How could you, Renette, not because I was always about the larger good, always like, let's help the community at large.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, (laughs) Well, but the individual right and freedom of somebody is the larger good too. And that's what I think 100%, oh,
0: i well, are starting he,
1: to see that we stomped on individual rights, liberty and freedoms for something we thought was a larger good that was the exact opposite. Yeah,
0: yeah, we was completely contorted. And so and where I'm very different in this community is that I I believe in the environment, clean, you know, clean water, clean oil, soil, clean oil, clean soil, clean food and so on. And um, but I believe in the Second Amendment and I believe in smaller government. I don't I it's like it should come for us. Right. We should be the stewards of our land. We should have a standard. And that's where when I decided to run for governor with no party affiliation last year in California, it was based on that seventh generation principle. Every decision you make today should serve seven generations from now. Because I would say, once you get elected, then what's your metrics? What's your compass? How do I know I'm doing? A, how do I know I'm representing you and doing a good job? And don't say, "Well, you get you get elected again two or four years later." I'm like, "No, that's not a metrics." How do you know between the election cycle when I'm actually doing a good job? How do you measure my decision making? Seventh generation principle, which comes from the six in this what the six nations of the Iroquois Confederacy, they had a really good system that lasted for thousands of years, and so I was basing it on that, and so. My whole thing here has been, how do we not be dependent upon, you know, big daddy government that's always going to have strings attached um, and actually do it for ourselves and measure ourselves? I'm like, it's pretty simple. It's that seven generation principle. And so um, that is radically different than most of my liberal friends, you know, Second Amendment, no way, smaller government, government, no way. And I'm like, that's where I, you know, I definitely differ.
1: Well, and I think that the more, I was kind of in the middle, and I guess I didn't really have a stand when I first started doing this. And then I started realizing what was going on worldwide and at a deep level. And every year I became more and more of smaller government. I kind of always was, but this research has really made Mm me realize that if you put power in the hands of a large government and the people who are controlling it are, the wealthiest, most corrupt people Mm -hmm. who don't have your good intent, you know, they're the ones with all the money and they're the ones controlling it. That's the last place I want to give more Mm -hmm. power to. Mm -hmm. And and I learned it through just understanding what was going on.
0: And I think, I think that's what everyone's experiencing right now. Right. I mean, if anybody was like, you're saying I was kind of on the fence. You're a perfect example. Anybody who was sitting on, on the sitting on the fence and they weren't really that way or that way, when they have fallen off and they've been falling off like crazy, you know, over the last year or two, they always come to our side. They, they never fall the ever they don't go god i should have gotten that vaccination or damn i wish we would have had those you know digital you know central digital currencies already that doesn't happen they go to our they just keep piling on and piling on to our side and so there's a massive hemorrhage going to on the other side and granted, they, as we said, they're going to throw everything at us because they're not going to just go, OK, you guys won. We'll go away. That's not going to happen. They are getting nasty. Look what's going on in the Red Sea. Look what's going on in Israel and Palestine. Look what's going on, what they're trying to do in, in the EU. Look at the mass invasion in Europe that's just decimated them. Look at the invasion here. I mean, this is the kind of
1: stuff they will continue to do and amp it up. Well, and nastiness is beyond nasty. I mean, it's child trafficking, it's organ trafficking, it's mass murder. It's actually it's it's dark. It's evil and it's dark. It's very dark. And that's and so that's what Hmm. brings me back to Davos because these are the guys implementing it, right? I mean, these are that's why Davos, uh, a lot of journalists who've been around for a while really care about what's happening at Davos because it gives us indication of their strategy, even though we have to read through the lines. What is it that you're seeing? I know we're seeing a lot of them wanting to crack down on free speech, of which YouTube, Google, all those guys are openly partnering with the World Health Organization and with the UN to do this. Yeah. What are you seeing with your research?
0: Well, this is the thing is that they're they're, first of all, Whether you like Trump or not, it does not. I don't want to get into that. But what they saw with Trump in the caucus made them go, oh, no, right? They are losing control of the narrative. And I'm like, you know, I'm not a Christian, but I say to folks, there's a reason why Jesus Christ was a storyteller. Because storytelling is really, really powerful. Having control of the narrative and, and, you know, having impact through narrative is really, really powerful. And so they've lost that. That is gone. I mean, main, mainstream media is not at all what it used to be. Even in Hollywood, right? We all know they're pedophiles. We know what they've been doing to children. We don't watch. We don't watch Netflix like we used to. We don't go to the movies like we used to. All this stuff is happening. So, and that's how they're programming us. And I'm not sure because they have to get to us day in and day out, and they're trying, but they're struggling more and more. That's one reason, like, I'm not sure, are they going to do an EMP? Are they going to do, you know, a, a down power grid and communications? Because if they can't reach us, they can't brainwash us. <laughs> they can't, That's oh, right. The so in, I'm not really sure. Can, yeah. So there's that. So, but they are, and what's happening in, in, in Germany <clears throat> with the farmers. It happened of course in Holland because they want to flatten the farmland and take all those migrants, all those migrants that they have literally allowed in to destroy Europe from the inside out. <clears throat> that is 100% by design <clears throat> and they're gonna have to house all these people. <clears throat> and more than likely what they're gonna do, we're always seeing all, all of it there and this, this is their plans. And we have to stop it and push back here as much in America is they're going to take those individuals and they're going to make them soldiers. They're going to they don't care about your human rights. They don't care about our constitutional rights. And they need a place to actually create housing. And that's what Holland was for. Now, now in Germany, you know, they've caught on. So you've got the Polish, you've got the Czech Republic individuals, you've got the French. You got the, They're all coming into Germany and they're just with their tractors and all their farm gear and the people are rising. Well, nobody was talking about that. In, in Davos. And that was like just a few hundred miles away. And I thought, well, that's interesting, <laughs> interestingly silent because they're like, oh no. And those farmers are not going away. They're not going away. They went away in Canada for a while. Right. And I think that's a mistake. And in Holland, uh, I think what they're doing is they're, they're regrouping. They're now going back into Germany, but uh, they're losing grip. I mean, these guys aren't going away. And so here in America, we're really behind the eight ball. Because um I think we're we've been so medicated, first of all, with prescription drugs, drugs like, like big time. Uh, I think um our our news has also done a number on us, you know, the media, um, and all this kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, we're still placating ourselves, thinking it's somebody else's, you know, job to fix. And I'm like, no, 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 this is all hands on deck. That's and great. um and, and so, but they're already all hands on deck in Europe. They're already, they're there. And uh, and and we have the Davos group who is now seeing this, going, "Oh God, we're spitting out, we're losing control." Because in my Substack. Um, what I basically put out, I was like, I want to show you what this woman who's part of Davos officially said, part of the EU, said like, oh, you know, that Twitter thing, and basically we are the ones who are the news, we are the ones who own the facts. That was last year, now this year, they're like, oh boy, I mean, even Emma Tucker, who's the um, you know, editor-in-chief of the Wall Street Journal said, yeah, you know, it used to be that when you came to us, we were pretty much the ones who would tell you what the facts were, and what the narrative was, and what the spin was, and now people don't do that, they don't trust us anymore. And I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. So that's why they're freaking out. And that's why they're going to just throw everything at us. The other thing is, is we know who they are now, right? We know who these people are, uh, whether it's Klaus Schwab or Harari, you know, or this even even the one, you know, in charge of the Wall Street Journal, we know who they are. Before these were kind of faceless individuals to the average American three, four years ago. We, we know who they are. And not only that, we still today have county CEOs. Supervisorial chairs, doctors, the public health department, the local newspaper who are still pushing the shots. We have people who are now getting seven. And I'm like, you are now complicit in genocide. Yeah, you are complicit. actually complicit in the largest you know, crime against humanity we've ever seen this time around on the planet or planet, whichever way. And um, this is like you guys can't you can't say you're innocent anymore. So this, my point is this. The narrative is just completely falling apart, the official narrative. People are waking up. I don't have to go do any more public records requests. Don't have to do any, fo- I don't have to push the, the issue really at all because people are just waking up and they realize and they know the names of the individuals here at a local level who were and continue to push that paradigm who are killing people, murdering people, that's right, injuring people, shortening right. lives, compromising their health. I'm like, uh, we know your names. I kind of pray for them. Like, I wish you all luck.
1: Well, you know, know, people are standing. I mean, at what point are people going to crack? And that's, you know, I had Ed Dowd on, and he was saying that the tipping point, he believes there's a tipping point that's coming, and he believes it could be as early uh, as spring. Well, let's see. Uh, You know, Cliff High, who I love. I love listening Um, to Cliff High, yeah.
0: I love these. I love too. Um, he says springtime, and and I was just talking to a dear friend. It was really fascinating. He's a um, uh, a paramedic here locally, and so we've been very good close friends. Became close friends after uh, COVID started, and he was always reporting on the front lines of what was going on. And the whole entire time, when COVID had struck, he said over and over, many different various ways, that the ambulances were just collecting dust. I know, wasn't it? They, they were not. They were not. They're lying. So then he said, when the shots came out, as soon as the shots came out, they couldn't staff the ambulances enough. They had to actually bring in outside ambulances and paramedics to keep up to the calls. And now I just saw him last night and he says, I said, how's it going? He's like, I'm exhausted. I said, why? I kind of knew that. I just want, he's like, the calls. I said, are they all from, he's like, it's just, and because we just had this person, seventh shot every time she goes back to the doctor saying, well, is it the shot? Is it the shot? I said, no, no, no. Here's another one. Oh no, no, it's not the shot. Here's another one. And so he finally, you know, as a paramedic said, um, no. And he goes, Oh yeah. Goes, I've seen this before. Cause you have because Oh yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's from this. And she's like, oh. she started crying saying, Oh my God, nobody's, nobody's ever actually said that to me. My doctor won't say that to me. And, and, and I'm like, who is this doctor?
1: Who is this doctor? And why are why are you still listening to a moron who is saying that when there's so many other people saying something different?
0: Well, that's the conditioning, right? That's yeah. that's the indoctrination program. Americans, like when I travel around the world and I watch their news and the newscasters and the stories and how things are covered, oh, and also the the big pharma commercials that are like rampant here and online, you know, and, and you know on television and so on. There's nothing like that around the rest of the world. I mean, they have really, really focused hard on dumbing us down and I- making us incapacitated as Americans. I mean, they really have worked hard, and um, it's done a number. And some people will be able to climb out of that hole and see the sun again, and some people will never make it out
1: alive. I think you're right. You know, my sister is a doctor. and My other sister's a pharmacist, and well, you know, I'm wow. an, I have an engineering. <laughs> I have an engineering background. And so I have a, a little bit different. I, I, we're all in science, but different, right? But it, nothing like having sisters in the field to make you not impressed with the field. Not that I love my sisters, everything else, but you know what I mean? It brings everything down. Oh, first, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it brings it down. Well, they first. were all kind of godlike at one time, right? I mean, they they were,
0: do as your doctor says. Like my dad, is a, he's an older generation, he's passed, but he, went, he was in the Korean War. Um, he... Um, he would never think to question his doctor,
1: ever. Let's yeah, that's you know, a different uh, perspective. My dad said that too, because he's he said in the military you just do what you were told, and so, you know, you go. And that's your shots.
0: that is that has been taught to us. This is
1: generations in. This is this is you
0: know the Carnegies and the you know Rockefellers and them owning the education system and the books and the history and the i mean this is i mean this is generations of massive indoctrination and i'm i'm actually very impressed that the number that came out of it you know who survived it and didn't fall for it immediately i'm surprised there was anybody i mean you think about everything they were doing to us and then how our number just keeps growing and growing and growing it's just um as tiny as we were in the very beginning and it was tiny it's like the dust settled you're looking around like hello
1: hello (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) exactly She's going mean, to be way over in, you know, Idaho. Oh, hey, I see you. <laughs> you know, That's right. I mean, there's like... There's like three other elected officials in the state of California, 40 million people are like, yo, all right, we got three.
1: <laughs> Gosh, that would, that's so hard. The courage that it took to stand up initially, I'm just, I, there are more people standing up now, but it still is, they're still very controlled in Congress. Um, we're looking at, oh, oh. you know, when you look at Gaza and Israel and almost 100% of the people are still supporting that, they're very controlled.
0: That one, that was that was that the Gaza Israeli thing. Even a lot of our medical freedom folks are on the Israeli side. I'm like, huh? uh, I'm like, do you know they? I mean, this is the this is the quote of all quotes. Um, I just saw the other day where a father said, you know, his son was injured, of course, in Gaza. They took him to the hospital, and the doctor said, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to live. And when the doctor, had, I mean, when the, the father had left and he came back, he said, my son was gone, and the doctor was gone and the hospital
1: was gone. Experience the groundbreaking advancements of Leela's quantum technology, now backed by over 40 placebo-controlled studies conducted by elite institutions and renowned universities worldwide. This revolutionary technology surpasses previous achievements, as confirmed by prestigious organizations such as the Emoto Institute in Japan. Scientific investigations reveal that Leela's technology not only enhances blood health and circulation, but also neutralizes the adverse effects of electromagnetic fields expedites wound healing, and elevates ATP production in human cells. Embrace the extraordinary benefits of Leela's tech as recognized and utilized by world-class athletes, esteemed functional medicine practitioners, and leading figures in the field of biohacking. Explore a range of transformative products from the HEAL capsule, shielding you from harmful EMFs to the quantum block, allowing you to infuse frequencies into your cherished possessions. Dive into the realm of innovation and wellness at sarahwessell.com slash shop, or by following the link below. There's no more
0: hospitals in Gaza, none. Get injured, you're dead. I, I and I'm like, who does not understand this as not just war crimes, but these, I mean, these are, it's like, this is unheard of and and crimes against humanity. I'm like, do you understand the level of suffering going on? And I'm like, why, why? Uh. I don't think the state of Israel is going to survive this. And I've not, I mean, I have Jewish family, my partner, but I mean, I'm not not anti Semitic at all. So please don't do this to me. Don't start saying that. But if it was China doing this, if it was Russia doing this, we'd be all over it.
1: But Israel can do it. Well, and I think it's a ship. Well, I had someone right. I saw on social media post, it was actually the stand with Israel or stand with us it's the big Israel propaganda thing on Facebook. Yeah. And yeah. They, they posted Jesus was a Jew stand with us, you know, about Jesus. And I'm like, OK, stop. First of all, uh-huh. yes. To to equate the Jewish people with the Israel cause is really bad for Jewish people. That's wrong. Not all Jewish people believe this. And so you're pushing and making it that if you don't believe what Israel, a state, a political institution does, then you're against a religion. Right. And second of all, Jesus, who was the most famous Jew that ever lived, did not teach this. All of his teachings were the exact opposite of what you're doing. So, I mean, would I, I, the question we have to ask, which is not popular,
0: would Jesus do this? That's right. I, I, and that's a hard. I mean, seriously, would Jesus blow up children? They're losing like 150 children a day. They're they're, they're, <laughs> and they're their legs aren't even being amputated anymore because there's no more hospitals. They're just bleeding out, and the parents are just watching them die in their arms. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, because it's it's just it's just oh my lord. So. I don't think the state of Israel is going to survive this. And, and I think this is going to do such damage to the Jewish people <sighs> and I'm like, Jewish people, a lot of my friends have found, I'm like, you need to speak up because I can't tell you the harm it's going to do to all of you. The anti-Semitism that is rising is because of what's happening, what Netanyahu is doing. That's and right. if you can't make that correlation and say, well, you, you know, we didn't know you felt this way before. <clears throat> I have nothing against the Jewish people. I'm talking about the state of Israel. I'm talking about Netanyahu. I'm talking about the that they actually own and created Hamas. They're part of the attack. This is that, you know, problem, reaction, solution, right? Hegelian dialect. I'm like, do you not see this. And so it's a tough one. I'm like, "Oh man, this is not going to end well." And and I go back to the dual citizenship with Israel. I'm like, "Wait a second. When you see and I'm actually putting something together. I got to find this image I've stored somewhere, but it shows you every single representative we have who has dual citizenship with Israel. I'm like, "What?" And I knew that was the case, right? But I'm like, "Okay, Let's just have a little image here. Imagine that all these images, <clears throat> photographs of each representative dual citizenship. If they have dual citizenship with China. Oh yeah. With, would that or be with okay? Russia I mean, or something else? Yeah. Or Russia. But but they don't. No, I but they do with Israel. And that's okay. That's acceptable. I'm like, why? Because they're they're in control. Israel, the state of Israel, the IDF. Israeli Defense Force actually is in control of America's cybersecurity. No, no problem there. I mean, they own. They have people kissing that Western Wall, and and when that happens, it's like you're answering to. This is the tail wagging the dog. You're answering to somebody else, and the fact that we have that many representatives with dual citizenship to
1: any other nation is a national security risk. Period. That's right. That's right. And there was a there was a Jewish rabbi that stood up. It was a great uh, talk that he gave and he said, this is not about, um, uh, a religion. This is not no. about any of this stuff. This is no. really about an oppressive oppression against a people. Who's using the Jews, the
0: guilt of World War II, as the shield, as the cover? So if you call out their crimes against humanity, Mm -hmm. if you call out their war crimes, you're instantly labeled as anti-Semitic. And I'm like bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. That is not the case. We're talking simply about crimes against humanity, war crimes. I don't care who's doing it. This time it's the State of Israel, and they're all guilty. And I'm telling you, they're going to get obliterated. And it's not going. And what's happening in, in the Red Sea now? we're going in there and they're they are just dragging in because they're not they they're not winning right they know they're not winning i don't think they're going to survive the state of israel when it's when we're, it's all said and done is going to be a very different thing
1: i think very so different too. and and part of me thinks that they're not that stupid the the globalists if you will the Davos are not guy.
0: that stupid or not that smart
1: i don't know here's <laughs> the deal they're either really dumb or they're not that stupid and they're doing this on purpose i don't know
0: uh, well that's the thing okay so like even davos so I've had this conversation with friends, because they're like, okay, so the caucus happens, Iowa caucus happens, Trump is landslide, here you see the Davos, like Harari and and um, Christiane Gillard, you know, they're all saying, oh no, oh no, you know, if Trump gets elected, we're doomed. It's like, you know, the, the Wicked Witch of the East, oh, melting. And I'm yeah, like, he's <laughs> a dictator, right?
1: But anyways. So,
0: so my point is like, wait, did you guys do that on purpose? Did you? I mean, is he part of the play, the performance? Because right. it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. So is he part of the performance? And you're know, just saying that, that like, yeah. okay, let's vote let's a man He's going to destroy them. And then he gets in. And maybe some of the good stuff he did when he was elected for four years, you know, running for four years as president or operating as president, he did some terrible things, too. He did some great things, but some not so, like, warp speed for 5G and pushing the vaccines. Or, sorry, warp speed was for vaccines, but also pushing 5G. But th- if he gets reelected, because we're all running for Trump as the savior, and then all of a sudden, he's like, sorry... Gotcha. I mean, is it that diabolical? Is it that entrenched? Is it that big of a performance? Uh, and and I have friends who do support do support Trump, like full on, like unquestionable. They're like, yeah, that actually is a concern. That could be a possibility. That is, I see why you would
1: say that. That could be possible. I'm like, I, and then I go back to, obviously, no one's here to save us. Nobody. Well, that's right. And that's what I always say. Like, I support Trump over Biden because I think yeah, that same that Trump, didn't, didn't, Trump didn't create wars. He didn't do all this. And so in the he was. Yeah, I yeah. support him over Nikki Haley, that kind of stuff. Okay, I, oh yeah, I, and also
0: the border. I mean, the border thing would not be happening, which is a big mess.
1: Well, and if he really is who he says he is, then I would be loyal to that. The problem yeah. is with so much theater. I just don't. I don't know. And so I, I'm tepidly supporting him because he's the best. And and I think if people are right, then maybe he, you know, with the corporate, the corporate paying off our debt. He just talked about paying off our debt. I mean, is he really part of the? part of that agenda of of taking dissolving the corporate and getting back to a government and right. paying off our debt and all these things and people really believe he is and if he is i'd be 100 percent. i'd, like be, thrilled. I'd be thrilled i'd be like i'd be yeah. hey i'm your biggest supporter the problem I, is right you just never know
0: well i think for me the thing is is that okay let me think about this this is what this is what the, i question if I were um, Christine um, uh, Christine of the MF, if I were, you know, Harari of the WF or Klaus Schwab or any of them, and I was so afraid of Trump getting into power, would I actually spill the beans and let everybody know that if he gets into power, it's our demise? I'm like, I would, I mean, are you guys that stupid you would say that and not realize that you're going to actually have people go running to vote for Trump? Does that make sense? Like, if yeah, I know, knew I that that was my Ill and that was my weakness and oh god forbid don't let trump win i would shut up i wouldn't
1: announce it it's gone viral so i'm like is that a setup well that's <laughs> I why mean, I, don't I don't know, know. i mean they seem like they're smarter than that or are they getting desperate i don't know that thing is is that you don't know and so we have to look at actions and then and then support those actions which support that are pro-human right which is this war support the ones right, who exactly. have actions that are on the side of good in this war
0: and blowing up, I mean, they've blown up not the, only the hospitals, but the refugee camps, right, where they're told to go to to be safe. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's actually, I, I,
1: why? it might actually be one of the worst I, wars ever. I, it's horrible. Why are the people who seem to be on the side of freedom and, and fighting this war support that?
0: Ah, uh, you know I what, I just I, tell you, that one's been a real shock one shocker because um, a lot of people we've been just like, you know, circling the wagons of our team and they're on that side. And I'm like, I'm like, so you were fighting for years and continue to fight to give medical freedom, right? And especially around with children. So would you have supported us vaccinating Palestinian children? Would that have been okay? Because right now you're letting children be blown up. And, and it, because it's Palestinian children, that's okay. And I'm, I'm like, but what? I, I, like, I'm all about high standards, not double standards. High standards, like that's across right. the board. Why is it not? And it's our, it's our responsibility to keep the high standards. And part of the high standards is you just don't blow up people, because there was the October. <laughs> really? Hamas came. And Hamas is a creation of Israel, so you're obliterating hospitals and children for 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 a charade. A yeah, charade. I, October I know.
1: was a charade. And they, they, it, the but the even festival if it goers are now
0: suing the IDF for October's. The festival goers are actually suing the Israeli Defense Force. Oh, that's good, because they came in and shot a bunch of festival goers, not Hamas, but them. But it's reported in the news it was Hamas. The it's Hannibal saying, no, no, elective, the-
1: right? What was that? It wasn't at the Hannibal what? elective where they didn't want them. Oh yeah, prisoner. Well, or well, it's that. But no, no, they actually they actually were
0: in. In in Israel, when when Hamas came in, the IDF were just shooting people left and right. I mean, in, they're just shooting, including... So it wasn't even the Hannibal where, oh, you've now been kidnapped and you're a hostage going over to, to Gaza. And it's, sorry, but we're just going to have to kill you because we don't want you to talk. That was just an additional we, no. thing. It was just yeah, compound. Yeah. So this is like, no, okay. so in Israel on Israeli land, when the Hamas came in, the Israelis were also killing, the, the IDF soldiers were actually killing Israelis too. And, and, and it ends up the festival goers are actually going after the IDF and suing them, saying, you just killed a
1: bunch of us. Well, that's good. And I, my understanding is that the Fantastic. majority, like the vast majority, 94% of people or something like that don't support uh, Netanyahu. I don't know how that translates into not supporting the war, but I know they don't support him.
0: I don't know. But I mean, it's, it's a mass mass exodus. And you have to understand that when it's a mass exodus and these are folks who are going to be moving all around the world because there's not going to be much of Israel left either. It's going to be completely changed. and It's too rocky right now. It's just unsafe. These people are moving around the world and people are pissed at them. They are. People are yes. pissed at
1: them. They are pissed. You
0: know, and I, and, and yeah. I feel bad. I'm like, hey, guys, again, you, you know, you're just kind of in the crosshairs. But did you make a stand? Were you speaking up against us? Were you fighting it? Do you still support the state of Israel? Or, I mean, you know, it's a good question. And again, it has nothing to do with religion.
1: It's just, this is a it's genocide. Not, it's it's not religion. Now, how does that at reflect all. back at us, America? Because we are paying for the bombs. Oh. We are, our Congress 100% supports this. We how are also I, yeah.
0: up Poop Creek without a paddle. I mean, this is, I mean, we have lost our political standing in the world. I mean, it's already slipping anyway, but now it's like... It's net zero, and um, and it's it's just it's going to take us a long. It's going to take us generations to rebuild any respect from the world, and they're going to leave us in the dust. Rightfully so. Um, it's some hard lessons, and we're going to have to learn. And uh, but um, it's it's Israel and and the United States are they're tied to the hip on this. When we go, when we sink to the bottom of the lake, we're going together.
1: Yeah, yeah I, that's what it feels like, and people need to wake up that genocide is genocide, and you it cannot. Did. I mean, come it on,
0: come never on, How never justice. You can never justify it, to anybody,
1: anytime. I always used to, I like to use the serial, I have this notion that if a serial killer comes and kills somebody in your neighborhood and you're pissed, they kill 10 people in your neighborhood, you're pissed, right? So you. you're gonna go and bomb their neighborhood and kill 50 innocent people in their neighborhood to take out that one serial killer. That, I mean, that's essentially what's happened. I mean, you just don't do that, right? Now well, and worse it's than them.
0: It's even, it's even worse than that. So they're like, any, anybody related to Hamas government whatsoever. So that could be that if you were a janitor, if you were a secretary, like lowly little office worker, right? They didn't just take you out and your family out in your apartment. They took out the whole, not just the whole building, but the whole block. Yeah, the whole neighborhood. The whole block. And yeah. I'm like, and then you have people like Bobby Kennedy Jr. saying, oh, this is targeted. They're not taking anything out. They're not I'm like, have you seen the drone footage? It's just crumbled the whole, it's just, it's been, they have erased it. It's just
1: gone. And I'm like, how's that targeted in your mind? How do you see targeted? I, I, I know. How? What is the deal? Some people tell me that, You know this gets into some crazy stuff, but people tell me that they can't help it, that they're controlled mentally with these frequencies and stuff.
0: Well, that, I mean, they're, I, I mean, they're sometimes I start thinking about that. Well, I mean, this is a question I posed a, a mer- about a year and a half ago, I was talking to Naomi Wolf and we're talking about the whole personality changes, this and that. And I'm saying, yeah, I'm seeing some things actually and not hundred percent across the board with the vaccinated, but I do see some personality changes. When you talk to them and you say something that does not align with their narrative, they just kind of like check out mm-hmm. and they don't come back and be present in the conversation until you get back onto track with something they agree with and they align with, or they'll just start hearing you and they'll go and they'll also tune into someone else's conversation. And you're just like, not even there anymore. And you're like, Uh, hello. And so I said, so at what point do we know when we have been connected, when people have been connected to the hive mind? At what point do we know when that has happened? And I think it's happened to some people. I think and some people have probably been targeted, but the only reason why I say this is like, it's very weird to me that when I'm having a conversation with intelligent people I could converse with before and have different opinions, they they just check out. And I'm like, what is that? What's going on? And these are people who could handled diverse conversations before. I'm like, are you is your there, is there something in your brain that just clicks off like do not compute, do not compute, do not do not listen, do not okay, now you can listen. I'm like, what's going on there? It's and I don't have the answer. It's an observation, but it's staggering. It's like, what the it, hell it,
1: And it's stuff that you would think would be obvious. Like I I think this genocide thing is beyond obvious. And I don't understand I just don't understand how people I thought cared are not seeing. well, it's just like it's got it's got to
0: We've got to get rid of them because it's going to create terrorists. I'm like, Well, yeah, you're right. But that's our doing. I mean, the terrorists are being created because of our you are creating a ton of terrorists right now. And and they're like, <laughs> oh, we got to obliterate. I'm like, You think you're really gonna blur obliterate all all of Islam? And you know, I mean, do you really I mean like, are you kidding me? And the Muslims, are you think you're gonna and it's not just the the Muslims and the Islam that they're going after? It's like they've been killing Christians. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean it's 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 just it's not just that. So I just it's um it's like you can't you're not going to obliterate all these individuals and just wipe them off the face of the map, and then you're safe from terrorists now. It's like it doesn't work that way. So I mean, you don't create terrorists you 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 stay in peace. You collaborate. you work together, right? You have high standards across the board. You don't ethnically try to cleanse somebody. And I'm mean, like, that's how you stop and prevent terrorism.
1: Well, and you also, it it, it was okay to go after a perpetrator who came and killed a bunch of people or who orchestrated. Yeah, we are for that. If you want to take out the people who were behind the October 7 massacre, I'm 100% for that. Yeah, But use a scalpel and take those people out. Don't take out the neighborhood.
0: 100%. And, and take a look at yourself because you were actually involved. Israel was actually and involved. The they got I, in,
1: Yes. Take a look. Seven at hours later,
0: got back out. It was like, okay, that was totally by design. I mean, and I think a lot of people around the world actually know that. That's but right. even though they know that, there's like, oh, some Israeli involvement. They're like, ah, you still need to eradicate all of Gaza. I'm like, what the heck?
1: Well, and I also say, what do you think if we all get bombed for what Biden did? You well, know? that's just it. I'm like, you guys, you, it's
0: like you're equating, like, equating the Palestinian people with Hamas is like equating you and me and every American with Bidens Right policies. You can't go out there and obliterate us because of Biden. I don't agree with anything that he does. And I'm sure there's tons <laughs> of people who don't agree with what Hamas. Hamas is actually terrorizing the Palestinian people. They were taking their water, their supplies, their medical supplies. They were blocking them. They weren't giving them what they needed. They were even calling out and saying, help us. Hamas is also terrorizing us. People, the Palestinians know Hamas was not a friend of theirs either. Why? Because they're Israeli created. Hamas has never been there. To be used to, to like there to actually help the people and so i'm like
1: so it's, it's, well, it's so there like- was a survey that went out a, a few years ago of the people in palestine that whether they support hamas or not and the vast majority of the people in palestine don't support hamas and we've calculated max egan and a couple of people went and kind of thought about this and figured out that there was probably only six percent of the people that are even in Palestine, they even voted for Hamas. They weren't, haven't been. Oh, to uh, vote
0: most it's from. like, well, they,
1: they voted for them, they voted for, 2006. for them. It's like we voted for Biden. Are you well, kidding but, me? I mean, but even yeah. so, it was in 2006. I mean, can yeah. you imagine? We're stuck with yeah. Biden's changed since then, 20 years or whatever. I mean,
0: a lot has changed since then, and maybe they maybe they actually did some good back then, right? But it's a lot has changed so. Yeah. So now let's talk about let's talk about um, the stupid doers, right, the parasitic class and what just happened with the Supreme Court basically saying, oh, yeah, sorry, Biden, but um, uh, or sorry, you know, uh, Abbott, Governor Abbott, you're going to have to open up your borders Mm -hmm. and you do not have the authority where they do have. In fact, it's a responsibility constitutionally to protect the state from an invasion. And here comes the. You know, here comes the Supreme Court showing their colors, saying, oh, sorry, take away that, that razor wire. And and I saw that. And I'm like, okay, so it was really good to know exactly where uh, the Civil War is going to start. It's going to be there because I'm like, standard ground and they're going to stand their ground. And interestingly, that that movie Civil War talks about how Texas and California kind of come together and fight, you know, this invasion. I'm like, well, isn't that convenient uh, timing? And so um the invasion, when I look at what's going on and when you look at what's going on in Europe, I remember five, six years ago watching out of Northern Africa, these military-age men healthy, not looking like, you know, they were straggling along at all and walking with a little tiny bag and new tennis shoes, walking on in through, you know, Turkey and into Greece. And since then, uh, Sweden will never be the same. Sweden's been completely taken over. And now even in Germany since then, I think over 7,000 German, white German women have been raped. And there's actually throughout Northern Europe, there is a program to really encourage the white women to marry the African men. I don't care if you, I don't care who you marry right? I don't care who you marry. But there is very clearly, just like in America and Europe, there is definitely a program in place to eradicate as many white people as possible and and infiltrate and take over the white areas. And I assume that's because we're more educated. We know how to fight back. We're attorneys. We know how to do legislation. I don't know. Maybe that's it. But they're doing the same thing here in America. And now, just now, they're witnessing african Military aged men walking over the border in Texas and they got rifles in their hands. They're now weaponized or gunned up walking over the border. And have and you this
1: seen is, but, and this? But in this agenda, yes, it's apartheid. I had somebody on that talked about how this is coming here, Sarah, and we talked about it before COVID and he went through all the parallels. And I got to tell you, this is not coming from the Black movements that want. Equality and and freedom. No,
0: and and this no, is coming it's not good from for them either.
1: The white, it's coming from the white global the this class of people, the globalist Davos crowd, doing yeah.
0: this to us. This is the art of war. This is destroying the yes. fabric of community. From the inside out, creating chaos from inside out. If you see what's happening in South Africa, and let me tell you, I was in South Africa in 86, 87 as a 20-year-old, at the height of apartheid. I was I was hitchhiking throughout. I can't believe I did that because there was like it was very violent and landmines everywhere. And I mean, just insane, right? And and I saw how they were tearing the Africans apart. I actually saw that. And they were violent, it was violence on violence. I'm like, If you guys don't stop this, you're never going to win. And I never thought that the the apartheid would ever end. And then Mandela came along. And and now, of course, it's just fallen apart again. But the fact that he had peace there for a while within the tribes was absolutely amazing. But now it's fallen, it's like really slid backwards. And now it's like, okay, we are the Black Africans and we're taking over all the farmland. And they've now genocided themselves, killed. The Black Africans have killed thousands and thousands and thousands of white farmers. And they're marauding Gangs going out into the rural areas, popping in in the middle of the night, and just executing all of these farming families, and and I'm like, that's what they have planned for. I mean, I'm not trying to scare you, but they've already been doing it in Europe. They're raping women left and right, and I don't know where the men are because there's there's guys who're grabbing the women right there out in the streets, and the men just stand there or they videotape or they stand there and watch. I'm like, if I were there, I'd be out there and I'd be you know kicking that guy in the knees and taking him down if I saw him do that to some woman or anybody for that matter. Where's the men? Where are the men? Yeah, what happened to the men?
1: the men? What happened to the men? I, I, that's why I think everybody needs to be armed. My dad does gun training. He's retired now, but he's been doing gun training up through last year, and he was mm-hmm. training a lot of single women, a lot of black women too. Good. Like, kind well, of, they should be. Everybody. My dad kind of looks like this white supremacist guy, but he was in the inner circle, you know, inner cities training black women how to have guns because well, they needed the most, going and he did it for free.
0: And we're going to need to do that because these guys, so what they're doing is we have, we've had for years now, the fentanyl, right? By design, China coming in, I'm sure getting, just getting even for the opium trade and so on, you know, hundred years ago. And, and so they're coming in, they brought the fentanyl in, Biden's not stopping that. And we are losing over like 100,000 young people in the prime of their life every day from fentanyl, it's insane. And uh, and then you have, uh, of course, now the open borders and you have all these guys from military age who are coming in, they're giving them all EBD, EB, EBT cards, little you know, uh, you know, debit cards and phones, and they have a place to live. They're trashing everywhere they are, trashing everywhere they are, terrorizing the neighborhoods. And once that stuff dries up, they're gonna go ballistic because all of a sudden they're not getting their, all their, their needs met. And then in the meantime, they're changing legislation to allow these migrants to become police officers. And, oh, by the way, here in California, you might have concealed carry, but uh, you can't have it any stores unless they say you can have your gun in here. But the, but these uh, migrants who are completely illegal, many of them are actually criminals with little freaking, you know, things on their ankles, right? Locks on their ankles. Uh, they, uh, trackers on their ankles, they can become police officers and they can have guns 24-7, concealed carry. And so they're actually setting up the legislation to take these... Illegal migrants, who many of them are terrorists and criminals with very serious track records, they're letting them flood in. They're now giving them guns. They've already given them all their their phones. And they're going to then create a system, which they have already are putting in place, where they now can become militarized, get trained by the military, have the guns, the weapons of the military, not believe or care about the Constitution. In fact, the polar opposite. And they're going to deploy these guys. That's what they're going to do.
1: That's what it sounds like, because there's, what, over 80,000, probably Mm -hmm. a lot more, and that's just government numbers, so it's probably a lot more people of interest who normally, up through Trump, the end of Trump, Biden changed it, just Biden did. And these people would have been flagged and returned. And uh, the agents that I talk to say that if I would have let people in, like they're letting in now, I would have lost my badge. I would have been interrogated, and they were just letting people in. So
0: these think about and this and that's like eighty thousand. I think imagine eighty thousand people going around and see and so what I think is going to happen is because it's so easy to do. It's like really easy to create chaos and be destructive. It doesn't take much to create things from from nothing, right? To to build things from nothing is actually where the brilliance comes in. And I think what they're gonna do is they're going to basically say to them, I know they're they're having them kind of go out to certain areas, get to know the geography, the lay of the land, the bridges, the, the power stations, the roads, and this and that. And at some point they're gonna be okay strike. And all they need to do is take out a couple power stations, blow up a couple bridges, you know, things like that here and there. And, uh, and create the chaos um, that they want to just make everything go down. That to me is a far more realistic scenario than an EMP blowing up every, I mean like why would you have an EMP and, and actually destroy the assets, you know, the infrastructure, that doesn't even make sense to me. No, just have them go out and just hit a couple of areas here
1: and there, just enough to cripple here and there, various ways depending on where you are. And they're golden. They're golden. Where are politicians in this? I mean, they're just like, there's some that are fighting back, but the majority of them are just asleep.
0: I mean, you know, so... So I go down, I go down um, to like here in California, I've got to actually, I have to return a phone call. Someone called me and said, Renette, they're trying to get rid of our, our copper lines, you know, for, for, you know, our hard lines for our telephones here in California, which is like here in the woods and with snow. I mean, we need that. Right. And they're like, no, they're just trying to eradicate it. We're here. It's actually, you're required by law to, you know, keep those. If you have it, you're, you're required by law to keep those in place and so it's like they're trying to actually eradicate even the infrastructure that supports us but when i go down and i lobby in sacramento which i still do because there's so many stupid stupid terrible horrific bills i mean unprecedented amount um when they come at you from every which way so even if you fight and win pushing back a couple bills other ones get in and they just get their way anyway um these guys have sold their souls we go down there and i'll be talking to them and uh with various friends and and they and their assistants again when you start talking and it does line up with their narrative, they just kind of like, and, and they'll go, we can't do that. That would piss off the telecoms. We can't do that. That that'd make them angry. I'm like, yeah. And what's your point? It's not your job to appease the telecoms. You represent us. Well, they don't. So what I say is I did in the beginning. There's so many tentacles, right? It's kind of like you can't you can't like I was. When I was on the city council, I was a truth teller then and made me very controversial, especially more towards the end because I started seeing more criminality happening. I was calling more stuff out. Uh, and people are like, oh, we want an honest honest politician. Like, no, you don't <laughs> because I was an honest politician and I got a lot of hell for it. Uh, but these guys, they're so far gone. They're so far corrupted. I don't think there's enough honest politicians in the system necessarily to turn it. That does not mean you still, cause I still go down there. I still lobby. I still push. I still promote, you know, educate people on certain bills. Like mean, you, you don't stop anyway. You're trying to put, you know, your fingers to stop the, the dam from breaking, but you don't stop pushing. But let me tell you. I'm kind of like, it is so corrupt. I kind of feel like it needs to just crash and burn.
1: I know. And That's just... where a lot of people are coming from. Is, and we rebuild scary. or create something new, you know, the corporate structure, get rid of that, create common law courts, grand juries. I mean, we're really, it's, we have a, a situation, I don't know if you, uh, I put out some sub stacks on it, but we I've been added as a person of interest in a whistleblower in the Missouri versus Biden case. And we are adding, I'm working with, uh, Dr. Three Rivers, which you've met and Howard uh. Bertram to do this. And we're trying to stay really focused, but uh, since then I put out this show and we've had this overwhelming, um, people reaching us organizations from all directions. And then we saw your show with uh, Christiana Northrup and, um, uh, who's the other Jeff Weitzman, I think it was Yeah, great, yeah. great show that you did. And so I've been just, ta- I've been talking to Christiana Northrup and Ann Vanderstil and stuff and saying, we, we need to work with you guys on this. And, um, but we don't want to just do medical professionals or, you know, people in med. we want to do journalists too. We want to do other people with, um, and the, even, even average people, you know, we want oh. to have a whole movement saying all, all of this has been in our face because you wouldn't give them the right to give us informed consent. It all comes That's down right. to informed consent on so many of these issues. And the, the narrative, yep. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, well, the, all this death and destruction, especially with COVID, is because they wouldn't allow it. Is It's all informed consent. Our world is changing rapidly. Many crucial systems we depend upon are collapsing. And the most important system that is failing is the food supply. But amidst the chaos, there is a path to resilience. I have the great Marjorie Wildcraft come to the program, people who do not know her, she is kind of like the mother of ultimate preppers. And she's just, she's really good. I've spent decades finding the fastest, easiest, and funnest ways for the average person to be able to grow a lot of food. I used to be a hopeless gardener, but thanks to Marjorie, I'm growing food and I'm really happy my family has more food security. Marjorie's webinar gave me the confidence to raise and process my own meat.
0: Food production. And Marjorie, I want to thank you for the, the free webinar that you put out there at that website. I've already had uh, you know massive response from people that love your information and how you, you express the joy of learning how to grow food also. And in a small amount of space when it really counts. So thank you for all that you do, Marjorie.
1: If you go to Sarah's you can sign up for that seminar, that free seminar. I'll have the link below. And so if you have the opportunity to check it out, Sarah's com, and you will get a ton of free great information. We're trying to add it to to the that's our goal. We're doing this. And but what I'm saying is there's this huge swell of people who we hit a nerve is what we did. And Mm -hmm. I thought we've had to, we've had to pull back a little bit so that we can create these alliances with these organizations because we can't think we're going to be stronger together than separate. Mm -hmm. And how do we utilize each other? How do we work with synergy? And how do we make sure so many of these people fight, right? Like, okay, we're past that. If you can't collaborate and you can't work with others, then we need somebody else in your organization who can, and if you right. can't, then we need to move on. Though we that's need right. to be able to collaborate and unite, right. and that it's right. it's that's coming right. together. It's pretty yeah. fun. It's I'm excited about well, it. Well, I, that's why I think 2024 is really very different because um,
0: I think the last three years everyone's kind of been in the fetal position, kind of waiting to be rescued. Like, oh my gosh, somebody saved me! And now we're like kind of coming out of our hole. Like, oh, that's where people have been on that fence, and now they're just falling off. They're like, oh, no one's going to come and save. So. What I've also noticed, because we have this geoengineering legal fund that I started last April. Um, and we've been just we've got this group a great group of volunteers who are learning to read the skies and meteorologists and and identify who the perpetrators are and what the patterns are and the signatures and who's doing what and who's not doing what and and what's really great is that we've created this system where it's not just like we're going to go and, and take you to court we have a multi pronged approach because we're not going to put all our eggs in the court basket so what we're also doing is we have like Cal Washington of uh, Empower Movement and he's got all these notes of liabilities. Uses it for smart meters and cell antennas and five G. Well, they have a core team that's been working on knows liability for geoengineering, uh, and it's generally when like when you're in a contract with somebody, like okay, all right, I'll go in contract with you, but tell me about this, this, that, that. Prove it to me that it's safe, and otherwise, if not, you know, you're going to be responsible for the harm. Personally, you're going to be responsible for the harm. Well, we're not in a contract really with these guys spraying over our heads, but we are because once they start spraying, uh, it's kind of like a tacit contract essentially mm-hmm. so we've got that going as well then we have even small claims courts so we talked to an attorney uh, named jim who uh, came and look at renette you know what you can do too is if you are seeing geoengineering going on if you're seeing weather modification programs going on and we know how to identify now we have i mean we're the team is tight we're like oh here they are. they're starting here we go and collecting rain samples soil samples things like that tree bark samples that's so awesome and- Right, and now what we can do is like, okay, what we can do is like, we have a group of people here. There's 20 of us, and we know this is going on, and you're causing harm to us. Uh, what we do is one person each day goes to small claims and files a small claim case, and then that means that they have to have a representative every single day showing up, and and at some point they're going to lose because we're going to know how to get the the judge to actually say, okay, you you know you you owe these people. in small claims. And we just go, we go, we just like nip at them, right? Like a swarm of bees, one, two, three bees, doesn't do much, a swarm will take you down.
1: That's right. And not just
0: that, we're actually going after not just the big guys, because there's huge guys out there. They're like untouchable for us right now. But what we do is if we can't go after the big guys, we're like, yeah, but you know, little guy right there, you've been doing this for decades, you're the pilot, you're the corporation, you are putting we're putting you on notice and you are now personally liable and if you continue to do this it's like the guy pushing the button to the gas chambers that's right it wouldn't be happening unless you were the rubbers meet in the road is actually doing it and so we're going after you and if we have to we're going to drag you into small claims court and one by one one person every single day taking to small claims court and we're going to bleed you dry until you stop spraying us like bugs
1: that's right and you might not win initially in these courts but you'll figure it out you'll figure it exactly. out. Exactly. That's just start. it. It's like if you yeah. see a judge
0: saying, no, 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 not, you know, not voting in your favor deciding in your favor, well, you can figure out, well, why? And then you adjust accordingly until you get them say, okay, over and over and over again. And so, and I don't want to do this. This is not what I want to spend my time doing, but like what you said, if you just report all the bad stuff happening out there and you're not actually doing something creative and effective and empowering yourself and we're empowering ourselves. I'm like, that's I right. can't believe this team of people who just kind of developed. Right. And and it's created in such a way where it's like nobody can really take control of it. Nobody can destroy it. It's just like, no. And our job is we have every second Tuesday and every th- Fourth Wednesday of the month, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, our Save Our Skies Swarm webinar, where we take Jim Lee from Climate Viewer and this guy Jeff Matiska, who's our meteorologist, who teaches us how to read the sky. Uh, And Catherine, sorry, who's out there on the ground as a complete mama warrior, collecting the samples, testing them, doing freedom information requests. We actually bring them on and we teach you how to do the same thing where you are. So you're not waiting for us to go out and save you. We actually teach you how to go out there, collect your water samples, what to test for, where to tested how to go back how to notify your elected officials saying this is happening here these heavy metals are in your soil your water your food floating in your brain and it's affecting your children too and it gets really real
1: fast well and isn't it true that this whole global warming we do have issues with pollution we have issues with uh you know animals going extinct all these things we have issues they're not focusing on those issues i mean there are some groups that are but the the people at top who are pushing this whole climate change bs they're not focusing it they're 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 the ones behind this geoengineering which is causing the environmental issues that they then are pointing to saying that's right this yeah they're causing it's problem reaction solution right in
0: Hundred percent, and they say well you know climate that. change is you know is is man-made i'm like yeah it's it's it's, it's man engineered it's engineered and and don't talk to me about and again i started non-nonprofits around climate change i for a while was fighting against climate change and then i started noticing wait a second i was looking at the carbon issue you know like really how big is carbon an issue and i was looking at like why is it that every solution is you're not you're going to eat bugs you're gonna live in 15 minute cities you're gonna be taxed and feed and blah blah i'm like why is it if 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 you're really concerned about climate change, I was talking about this when I was campaigning. Then why don't you talk about rebuilding the topsoil? Because rebuilding the topsoil is actually the number one best thing you can do to combat climate change if that's your issue, because it sequesters the carbon, it allows water, it actually creates storms, it creates rain, it creates weather. Because the soil pushes up particulate matter that creates those cirrus clouds that forms and you know contains the water, and then it rains. Uh, it also creates biodiversity and it's it's more nutritionally dense food it allows when it does rain that it's a sponge and the water goes into the aquifers and recharges them instead of going into
1: the rivers and into the pacific ocean i'm like why don't we ever 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 talk they're about that they're not serious cuz no, they're not serious yeah and even the carbon levels i mean we're carbon i think the code what they're saying this is my When they say they wanna reduce carbon, it's us. Because carbon is plant food. And I think it was the Epic Times that said, they did a paper or did publish something that showed that carbon doesn't cause global warming, it's the other direction. My dad has two master's degrees and all these things in in this field, right? And so I was asking him just over the weekend and he, he thinks it's so bunk, right? But he was. we were talking about that. I'm like, why does carbon go up when the heat, what, you know, when the temperature goes up? And he goes, it's because when the temperature goes up, things decay more. And when things decay, that creates the carbon. So carbon isn't creating the global warming. The global warming is creating the carbon. And,
0: well, and when you look at, and so I say to people, you cannot talk to me about climate change until you stop the geoengineering.
1: That, well, that, yeah, I mean, all if you of cannot that differentiate. Yeah. yeah. The, well, geo, so we,
0: the geoengineering, and Jim Lee gets into this, the geoengineering is actually what's creating the right, it's holding in the moisture and the heat. That's it's actually yeah, yes. creating this little ceiling. And so, even our what we've uncovered is, and this is really complicated. So, and this was, a, this was a bit of a, a, created an existential crisis. Like, wait, what, what, what? So some days you have blue skies. looks really great. And the next day it's all crisscross and the sky is just completely, you know, whited out from all these. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're chemtrailing us today. Well, I come to find out that, and we've tested fuel, but it's not on the microscopic nanoparticulate matter. We just don't have those labs available to us. But... What's happening is Jeff Matiska, who is our meteorologist, who used to work for the Air Force. It was his job to look at what's called the Appleman chart, and the Appleman chart is where you look at humidity in the atmosphere and you look at uh, cold, you know, temperatures, and if you get um, the right area of humidity and coldness what you'll start to see is you'll see those you know what look like contrails become like chemtrails like chemtrails because they expand and they widen. they go wider all throughout the day well ends up that's only because it's cold enough that it actually creates these ice nucleates so his job on in the air force on the aircraft carriers his job was to identify this little band in the atmosphere where it was is warm enough and not and, and not enough moisture where the aircraft right the the jets could fly and return and not have a long extended contrail looks like a chemtrail that could track you back to the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. that was his job does that make sense yeah yeah so the apple chart would actually show you this band where the jets could fly and not create an extent so my point is this more than likely, and, and they can actually put nanoparticulate matter in the fuel. That's something we don't even, at our level, have the capacity to test, right? That could be happening. But whether you see those chemtrails or not, you're being sprayed no matter, you're having jet fuel spraying over you, and it could be nanoparticulate matter, and we don't know. So. It's kind of sad because it's not just the days that you see the the long streaks that looks like chemtrails that you're being sprayed every single day because we have so much jet, jet travel now, so much jet travel. Then in 2022, Hunga Tonga, a volcano, blasted through from the, um, what is it, the uh, troposphere, which is where most of the commercial aircraft are, into the stratosphere, which is unheard of, and it put a ton of moisture into the stratosphere in the southern hemisphere well that was in 2022 well that moisture is now traveling into the northern hemisphere so we have much more chemtrail looking skies than ever before because there's so much moisture content now what Jim Lee has uncovered is where the real geoengineering is happening and this is from David Keith who is basically saying yeah we're going to go out there and we're going to spray with all this aluminum and blah 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 it's going to be on the backs of your grandchildren but oh well They're trying to dim out the sun, but what they do, and they've calculated it, he calculated it, and Jim Lee has pointed it out. What's so sad is, yes, our commercial aircraft is creating essentially cirrus clouds. They are changing the weather. They are creating more cloud cover. They are keeping in more heat, right? They are actually, you know, geoengineering the planet, whether they're trying to or not, because there's so much commercial aircraft. But all it takes to actually dim the sun, and use what's called coal fly ash. And Dr. Um, Marvin Herndon has done a book on this. Uh, It's around here somewhere, where he says coal fly ash comes from the power plants that they have to scrub out all that nasty soot and stuff. Well, they scrub it out. They've got all this coal fly ash. That's what it's called. They don't know what to do with it. So they take only 14 planes a day. This is calculated. All they need is 14 planes a day spraying coal fly ash to actually dim out the sun and and to alter things. And so when you see the white cirrus clouds, that is jet exhaust, that is freezing, it's being nucleated into ice. And it'll continue and continue and continue as long as some warm air doesn't come in and melt it, it'll, it'll just spread out until you dim out the sun. That's its own problem. But the real geoengineering, the one that's toxic with the heavy metals and the aluminums that we are finding in a rain samples are coming from the coal fly ash. That's a whole other ball game. And those are when you see very dark streaks or weird, dark clouds, like just unnatural. That's the coal fly ash. That's the real geoengineering, And that is what's toxifying our water, killing our trees, destroying the the um, insects and the pollinators. It's actually, it's, it's, it destroys every bit of life at a microbiome in the soil. That is what's spraying and that's like a needle in the haystack 14 wow. flights out of hundreds wow. of
1: why yeah so why are they doing this have you i know you've thought about it why are they well uh,
0: i mean i think i think it's i think i think that they are trying to i think it's a genocidal program I think in the end it's a gen, I mean, you need the sun to live, right? You need the sun for, you know, DNA, you know, sorry, for vitamin D absorption, for photosynthesis to grow your food, to power, you know, solar and so on, and, and just for your health benefits. And so I, I, th- I think we are seeing, and it's underway, a massive genocidal program and they're coming at us every single freaking traction. And, and we're looking for that needle in the haystack. We're learning really how to read the skies and know what planes are what. It's fantastic, right? But it's it's behemoth. It's huge. And uh, and so what, what I've been trying to do, and when I started last April, this Stop US Geoengineering Legal Fund was to create a team, which has happened, and it just kind of happened on its own, right? It's like the bright people just came along and stepped up and are brilliant in their own way. And um, our job was to create a, a team that could actually die uh dissect truth from from fiction like what's real what's not and so yeah, yeah. and so when i've seen that the, the chemtrail crisscrossing people are like well where's that it's, it's it's like you know it's only in patches well it's only in patches because it's right in that little bandwidth and what jeff has done to prove himself the meteorologist he's like okay you guys according to the appleman chart today at two o'clock until about 8 p.m you're going to see crisscrosses white crisscrosses in the sky boom he nails it next day you're not going to see any. You're not going to see any crisscrosses today. It's going to be none. There's none. Next day, okay. From this time to, the, he's looking at the Alman chart, and the Alman chart comes from these meteorologists who, at certain hours every day, step out with little weather balloons. I thought it was satellites. It's not. They step out. They've been doing it for decades and decades with little sal- little weather balloons and little radioscopic things that kind of you know read the moisture and the cold and the temperature. And they just it goes all the way up, and that's where they collect their data, and that's how they create the Alman chart every single day. And so he has to prove himself because when he jumped onto our Telegram channel saying, Hey guys, this is what's going on. People are like, You mole, you troll, get out of here. And I was like, Wait, wait, wait. We have to look at this. You, you, we're, the, we're the students and we're the teachers. And we've got to be open. You've got to come in here knowing you know shit, you know nothing, right? You have to have an open mind and you've got to look for the evidence. You've got to look for the proof and you've got to be open uh, uh, enough to have your world rocked That's and right. your belief system shaken. And so when he came and said, hey, look at, and he started saying, okay, this is when you're going to see chem, what looks like chemtrails coming out of the commercial aircraft, according to the vitamin charts, come going start here, it's going to be at this level, it's going to go on from three o'clock to blah, blah, blah. And he was doing it, but he helped us differentiate between that and the actual cloud seeding weather modification programs, and of course, then the the, the actual jets that are out there spraying those dark little streaks, Though that is geoengineering, and that could be a whole host of different agencies and people in government and military
1: Um Wow. And, so and then, you guys are really getting to the bottom of this. How how can others participate? Because okay, I think so, people hearing this will be like, yeah, this is my you know, well, there's so okay, many causes so, that they can get involved in, but there are people who are who environment and this is something they really want to partake in.
0: Well, okay. So and also, you know, again, I'm an environmentalist and environmentalism has been completely co-opted and and hijacked and, and all now just headed towards climate change, climate change. And it's at all the expense. yes, yeah. Of the climate, ironically. So, and I'm all about, you know, I'm all expensive at the expense of the environment. So I'm all about the the environment. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to create leaders in their own respective communities. And we're doing that through education and information. So our objective is on that second Tuesday and the fourth Wednesday of the month having our Save Our Skies swarm and we're swarming like bees, right? It's like, we wanna create a swarm of people, not one bee, not two bees, but a swarm of bees. Our objective is to bring on Jim Lee from Climate Viewer, bring on Jeff Matiska, who's a meteorologist, bring on Catherine, bring on the people, um, Cal Washington of Empower, and teach people like this is how we're doing it. Now, what we wanna do is we're gonna teach you how to read the skies. We're gonna teach you what kind of uh, flight tracking apps to use, what to look for, the signatures of cloud seeding, where you're more likely to find it, where you're not going to find it. The difference between commercial aircraft trails and actual the, the coal fly ash, which is part of geoengineering programs. And then we're going to teach you how to obtain your rainwater, your snowfall, where to send it, what metals to test for. Once you get it, how to notify your elected officials and your representatives and the heads of your air water quality boards boards, and how to put them on notice, including notice of liabilities, how to make them personally liable. We now are letting you know, we're showing you the evidence of a crime being committed. Either you, you stop this or you're part of the criminal syndicate. And so what we're trying to do is funnel people in on the second Tuesdays of the, of the, of the um, month fourth Wednesdays, because otherwise we get overwhelmed, right? People are yeah. going to yeah. Catherine's and can Kat, how do you do this? She's like, uh, uh, and she's running for county supervisor too, so she's really, <laughs> and I'm like, look, we've got to be really smart and strategic how we funnel people in and educate them at the same time and answer all their questions. So it's twice a month where you come in, you hear the experts, you can throw your questions out, clarifying questions, and, and then on my Save Our Skies, which my objective is by February 9th, I'm going down to the Conscious Life Expo in uh, LAX um, Hilton, um, and I'm going to be speaking. I'm doing an hour and a half long presentation on Saturday, and I think that's the 10th. And um, And I'm doing that presentation, and everything has to be all packaged, ready to go to teach people, to show them this is how you can be part of our swarm. And so my objective is to have that all set. So if you want to do this in your own respective location, then we're going to give you all the tools, including how-to videos, how to read Flight Tracker what to look for how to reach out to your elected officials like how to put the pressure on and that process so you can do it exactly where you are because if anybody thinks that me or my little group of my team is going to do this by ourselves uh-uh, uh-uh. No, it, it's it's an army it this it's takes an army yeah it's yeah. an army so and for most of the weather modification programs that's happening with like um cloud seeding it's from the Colorado Rockies on, right? Because because what they do is they take advantage of the airlifts, like in the mountains and stuff like that, and the you know the Pacific Ocean, you know, currents and air and, and moisture coming in. So you, you don't see it as much as in the East Coast. Not that they're not getting this stuff because it does waft over over time. But that's one reason why you see it from the Colorado Rockies on, The tree death is like really, really, really bad. The trees, you walk into the conifer forest, they don't smell any longer. They don't have that beautiful robust scent because they're choked up by the heavy metals, the aluminum. You test the bark. It's, it's, it's high in aluminum. So the channels are being choked up. It's disintegrating the roots. And when these trees, these huge trees are falling over in snowstorms that they were built for, you look at the root system and six, six feet down, the roots have decayed. They're completely, there's nothing holding the tree up. Mm. And, and they're dying from the inside out. And the reason why you don't smell the forest any longer is because they're not uptaking the water, the sugar, the minerals. They're not expelling it. They're not breathing it out. So you're not, you're not smelling the breath essentially any longer. They're dying.
1: Oh, that's yeah. just really sad. And and we're not gonna, you see it more in the West Coast, you're saying, than the East Coast. In where I live, I'll see what, and we don't know, is this not chemtrails, is this a contrail where you see that crisscross? When you see right. that crisscross, what are we looking at?
0: Okay, so when you see that crisscross, generally, if it's a white crisscross, <sighs> What you are seeing, and I've now it's now been proven to me, I can speak to this, right? And I'm like, just show it to me, show me if it's true. I'm gonna see the proof in the pudding. So, what Jeff was saying is like, okay, so you have, and again, the commercial aircraft industry has exploded in, in flights compared to the 70s, the 90s, and today, there's like mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of flights. I mean, like, it's just when you look at the map, I'm it's just covered in planes all the time. So when you see the crisscrossing, right, generally what's happening is you might have a, you might have a flight right over your head. That's where the crisscrosses are happening this day at this time. Um, and it may have been clear earlier in the morning, but now you see the crisscrosses or you might see the crisscrosses traveling over the sky. Well, that's cause you know, you know, the, the weather pattern is moving. What you're seeing and as according to the Appleman chart is you're seeing this little band in the um, troposphere where it's cold enough, and it has enough moisture to create ice nucleation from the exhaust of these planes. And what you're seeing, and these planes are essentially creating cirrus clouds. They are actually altering the weather. They're creating cirrus clouds. And if if that band of coldness continues, it'll expand and expand and expand. And the, ni- the ice nucleation will not melt. And if you get enough of them, I mean, I've had a hero. I don't see the sun for days. That's it's because so there's enough
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that so, is There's enough moisture right?
0: and there's enough coldness to just keep it going and going. But if it hits, let's say it's spreading, but then it hits like a little a little uh, patch of, of warm air, it'll melt. And the white clouds will disappear. So that is now, chem- are, are those chemtrails or are those... No, those aren't chemtrails. Those are exhaust. Those are, those are just exhaust. trails, Right? Exhaust. Okay. Fuel exhaust. Okay. natural Exhaust. That's been created into ice nucleation and will continue okay. and continue because the conditions are right. But... But that does not mean there is not some kind of um, nanoparticulate matter that has been added to the fuels. They could be; it could actually be in there. And no tests that we do, because we've tested some of the jet fuel, and the labs aren't set up for the nanoparticulate type of test where they can break it down on a microscopic, you know, level to see these, you know, nanoparticulate matters that might be added. So it could still be out there. Now I go back to. There are different programs. It's the military. It could be researchers. It could be universities. It could be corporations. It could be the government who are actually spraying. And we do know, because we see them, I've seen them where you see these very dark streaks, right? It's not the white yeah. puffy streaks that you see from the commercial aircraft. It's like a dark contrail. That is
1: coal fly ash. Mm. That stuff is toxic
0: to every living thing. Every living thing.
1: And and, and, and that is- crazy that they're putting that out there and they're doing it on purpose. So they're scrubbing it out of the power stations,
0: the coal fired power stations, per environmental regulation. They're scrubbing it out and they're like, we don't, there's no place, we can't, we have nowhere to put this stuff. There's nowhere they can ship it to. Nobody will take it. So what do they do? They just spray it across the whole entire country. 14 planes is all it takes because all they do is they spray it back and forth all day long and then it spreads and it spreads and it spreads because the wind tears it apart and it moves and you're just, you're just coating it across the whole. So That's here
1: they're taking down the scrubber. It's
0: insane. Well, it's
1: like fluoride where they, it's a waste product. And so they put it in our Same water. Thing. Same thing.
0: <laughs> so so i i was under the belief and again it's not that it's they, they are cha- they are changing the weather they're creating cirrus clouds or they're dimming the sun they are they're covering the the sky that's commercial aircrafts now on top of that this is the other really important thing and it's very complicated i mean it's just like i'm telling you it's a head spinner it's like, people are like when are you gonna file like you guys have no idea how complicated this is and The other thing is when NAFTA, the NAFTA agreement happened and we started basically exporting all of our manufacturing. So we started sending out our raw materials to China. They're making the products. They're sending them here. Well, that exploded the cargo ship industry. And these cargo ships are now the size of small cities and they have gigantic smokestacks. And these smokestacks are burning what's called bunker fuel. Bunker fuel is the nastiest, dirtiest crap out there and now they're going into biofuels which means they're going to be burning chicken fat and other things and and like biofuels okay biofuels doesn't sound so bad but how much glyphates in that how much glyphates in that and the biofuels and and what happens when you burn that stuff and chemically change it because of the high heat so it ends up that the bunker fuel alone not even looking at the biofuels but just the bunker fuel as it is if you look on NOAA and you look at the aerial maps right the satellite satellite maps You'll see these white little streaks that go like this. That is the smoke, the smoke that's coming from the bunker fuel and these gigantic cargo ships. And there's tens and tens and tens of thousands of them who are actually doing far more damage than those 14 planes are. Uh, or even the cirrus clouds being created, you know, by the the commercial aircraft industry. And they, so what's happening is all of this heavy metals, dirty, heavy metals are coming in, changing the the cloud cover in the Pacific Ocean, coming over into the Western United States. And what we've noticed is when you get water, rainwater sample tests, you'll see in the, the Bay Area, it's not as concentrated of heavy metals but once you get into the the western slopes of the sierra range it's much more concentrated because all of that all of that uh, bunker fuel that's being burned is coming in and then just sitting there and compacting along the sierra slope where throughout Yosemite the trees are just dying mm. dying here dying can't just just dying death you know, pl- pl- a plummeling of, of, of you know, uh, pollinators and birds and insects and wildlife. I mean, this stuff is so toxic. So now, now the problem is this is China and this guy knows what they're also putting in their bunker fuel. It's China. They can put whatever they want and burn it. It's kind of scary. It's a national security issue. And then people say, well, what in the world can we do? I'm like, to be honest. Almost every single answer that I see, every single solution that I see to our problems is building your local regional economy, your local food network, your local industries, manufacturing, like American made, keeping it local, right? Keeping it regional, not being dependent upon China to get your supplies, you know, not shipping everything over there, but actually going back here and reinvesting in local industries and manufacturing. So we're not dependent upon China and their gigantic cargo ships
1: that are, Poisoning us, poisoning us every single day. Well, what do you think, being an environmentalist like you are and seeing the globalist narrative to, you know, they talk about climate change and the carbon credits and all this stuff and it's one of their main agendas. How does that make you feel? I mean, I, 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 you know, and tell you how it makes sense.
0: Well, happy. I mean, I first of all I feel like a fool. I, I do I do feel like a fool for for you know buying it. And I didn't buy it right away. And then I just got convinced. Um and and then I was like, you know, really spearheading a lot of stuff. I, I feel like a fool there, but you know. There's a great farmer saying it's not about how badly you fall, but how well you get
1: back up again. So I've gotten up, and I'm an improved version. Well, so we're, um, we're all we have all been useful idiots in the past, Anna, right? Exactly, and we probably will be in the future on certain things that we're unaware. It's hard not That's to why be. Being the, informed is so important.
0: Yeah, it's a big it's a big system we're fighting against. But I think the good news is this: is that I'm disappointed once again uh, that environmentalists have become climate change, you know, advocates, and that's it. They don't seem to care at all about the environment any longer. It's like they, it's just they've been co-opted. Their minds have been co-opted, and and I'm really disappointed that they can't actually look at the data because, like, here we're, we're pot growing territory. You got cannabis farms everywhere, and they're blowing carbon in into their hothouses <laughs> to make things grow and flourish. I mean, and these are How our friends. Can you, they know not pot with, them, you know, connect them then.
1: How can they not understand I don't them know. That's the hive away. mind. That's yeah. like is that the hive mind of
0: kids like back Back to that question. So there's that. So the good news is, is that a lot of people like myself um, are questioning the climate change narrative. They're like, what the hell? Because again, I'm like, have you looked at Plymouth Plymouth Rock lately? The sea level's exactly where it was when they landed. Plymouth Rock. Is not covered by the ocean. Obama has, you know, beautiful land, you know, property and a house on the beach. So does Pelosi. They all have, they're all on the Hawaiian islands of, and, you know, insurance companies continue to insure their properties. Why? Because they know climate change doesn't exist. So, I mean, just like take a hint. The good news is people are waking up to it. I've woken up to it. Tons of people are waking up to it. People are more realizing that every solution you have to climate change takes away more of our freedom, tells us to eat bugs, can't travel, can't go anywhere, got to live in the city, got to be taxed, got to be feed, got to be surveilled. I mean, why is it every solution is always like just crushing us? So people are starting to question. The other thing is, is that I am seeing people leave the fetal position and say, I'm just done. I'm done. What do I do? I'm like, great, wonderful. So I... Because as a community organizer, I've always been really good at organizing and getting shit done. I can take something from zero to 60. I can start something from nothing. And I realize that not everybody has that skill. And I know how to organize people. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to take this. I don't know what the plan is. Don't know what the pathway is. Don't know exactly what I'm fighting. But we're going to start something. And here we are. And here we are. And we're creating a roadmap. Yeah. And our objective is to insert people with the same roadmap the same toolkit where they are to take it on exactly where they are.
1: Well, and that's why we, you're so, you're like an American hero. We need more people like you that in different areas. They're out there. They are. And they They're just out. need to have the confidence to step up and get out of their fetal position, as you say, and wow. hey, you're here and we're here and we, we're we all, you know. there's these causes. Get involved. I love what you're doing. I absolutely love it. Again, give us your website. People need to follow you on Substack. That's where you post most of your stuff, right?
0: Yeah. So most of my stuff, I'm mostly active on Substack. So it's Renette Senems, Foghorn Express.substack.com. So if you probably pop in Foghorn Express, you'll find me. <laughs> and um, and then Save Our Skies. And Save Our Skies is under the umbrella of what's called Gen 7. I made Gen 7. It's a pending 501c3. Um and I don't know, they may or may not give it to us. It's kind of being funny, we'll see. But um, but so we have Gen 7, which is about that seventh generation principle. And under that is the program, Save Our Skies. So you find saveourskies.org. Go there and we'll keep developing, especially this next month because we are, I'm getting it prepped for this big event, the Conscious Life Expo. And if you go there, you'll see where we have our uh, swarm webinars, how you can be part of that. The second Tuesday, fourth Wednesdays of the month, six o'clock Pacific Standard Time jump in, listen, ask questions. And then also you have information on the Conscious Life Expo if you want to go to that in LA. Uh, that's like February 9th through the 12th. Um, so that's the best thing. So Substack, Save Our Skies. Um, I think those are probably the two. And then you can find me on Instagram, Renette Senum 2.0, because when I was running for governor, they took down my Instagram page uh really Mm -hmm. fascinating the censorship going on around there that's another story and so you can see me on there but really Substack is where i'm just and i i'm very involved commenters you know lots of great links i comment for the first couple days after i post and generally i don't have time to follow up after that but i really do read my my you know viewers or comments and 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 follow their links follow their sources you know um and it's very open right i mean as long as you're not sitting there you know um being nasty or i mean i'm yeah it's it's actually a productive group it's very it's like you know this is diverse and i'm not going to shut anybody down unless they start attacking people like really attacking them like no you can't i'll warn you once warn you twice and then but it's very diverse and it's really about being open because i again we're we're the students and we're the teachers and i feel very much like the student and very much like the teacher it changes minute by minute And so I've got to be open. And I've had my brain blown up a few times with, oh, my God, I was so wrong about that. Like, okay, now I know. Um, And I like that about our commenters. It's very involved. And I really, really appreciate them. So I suggest people go there. And I just put out like you do. You know, we're very, I mean, I do. You feel like a sister to me.
1: (laughs) You know, we're both kind of like the. Yeah, that's probably I was really drawn to what you're working on because I could tell it was genuine. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and some yours too. I mean you've got the curiosity. You're just trying to you know, you you just figure you know, out just just Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's and again the unexpected consequence of covid was we are we are we've come together i mean the strongest of the strong the bravest right the most the most inquiring inquisitive and determined people have now found each other and i'm like okay good luck everyone you know cuz it's like we didn't know each other and we That's came nice. out of the rubble of covid and we found each other right and we we now know who our people are and who to trust, like who the inner circle is, and the next circle, the next circle. And and that didn't exist before COVID, that exists now. And I'm like, now that is what this nasty force out there is up against. And obviously we're not gonna stand down. If we, if we were to stand down, we would have done it already. I mean, we've been through a hellfire
1: for almost four years. Well, that so makes we're stronger. Forever. We're more oh, determined yeah. because of that, yes.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm not the same person I was three and a half, four years ago. Yes. I'm actually stronger and tougher and more determined and and you know, as I'll get out. It's like no, no, no. I mean, I felt like I was a strong person before, but like oh no, no, no. I'm at a whole other level. <laughs> they really tested our like we all are. I mean, all of us are. If you're here on this team, you are a different person and you are a you're a, a, a mighty fine person. I have to say.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining the program and everything that you're contributing. And I will um, send you the link when it's up, and hopefully, we'll all share this. I think people need to help your causes. So, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh, Sarah, I so appreciate you. So appreciate. Thank you for everything.